went into Target the day before yesterday. Okay. It was a security guard at the front who um, greeted me and I was on a mission. I had a lot to get that day. And so I was walking your pace like fast as fuck. Ooh, that's fast. It's fast with these little legs. And so he goes, hey, how's your day going? I was like, it's good. Thank you. And then he had the cart and he like signaled like, do I want a cart with his eyes? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, thank you. And I just kept walking. At this point, I'm already like almost into cosmetics because yeah. I'm, I'm flying. Yeah. I hear him push the cart. It pushes against the other carts. And I hear him say like under his breath, but loud. Mm-hmm. My day's fine, too. Thanks for asking. And I was, like, walking around cosmetics, and I'm, like... It, Just, like, like, thinking about... It, like, took a minute to, like, register. Yeah. yeah. And I was, like, was I rude? And then I'm, like, second-guessing. Like, was I rude? Did I do something? And I'm, like, no. I don't think it's rude to not... I mean, it is polite to ask how your day is for as sure. well. But I was kind... Yeah. Like, I wasn't being rude. Yeah. And so it just kept coming up as I was shopping. And I checked out. And then I made sure to walk out his door. And I said, I hope you have a very, very great day today. <laughs> and he was like, thank you. You too. Okay. Well, I'm glad <laughs> that all. ended better. But but yeah. Sometimes you can't. Not every, every interaction. Because, like, I'm somebody like him, you know, when I'm like, hey, how are you? Good, thanks. But not everybody's going to be like that. And so to have like a negative reaction towards you, I would have like, if I was him, I'd have been like, oh, looks like she's in a hurry. Like clearly I was fucking yeah. fast as lightning. And like you <laughs> even responded to him. Yeah. It's and not like smiled. you ignored him. I'm always so. trying to smile at people when I'm out and about. Same. I'm like, because people, especially from COVID yeah. with the mask situation, we mm-hmm. didn't see people's like features, reactions, smiles. No. And so I'm always trying to just smile yeah just be kind Same. and i looked him in the eye and i said i'm good thank you <laughs> kept on going right. and he did not like that yeah anyway it's funny that you're just like sat and thought about it the entire time because I'm, sometimes i'm like that too yeah and, and then the fact that you went out of your way to then go hope you have a great one today as you <laughs> left proud of you thank you I feel like that you kind of took um, the reins on that situation and kind of took your power back. I tried. I, I, I agree. I, I think you did. I contemplated going back and being like, what What? What did you just say? See, my, <laughs> Excuse <yeah>. me? <laughs> my issue and things that I have like overcome is I've in the past been reactive. And so for me, I would have contemplated yeah going back and be like do you have an issue like the lady at crate and barrel when we were christmas decor shopping she was rude she was very very rude and i had to hold myself back from that situation because i just haven't been put in a situation like that in a really long time where somebody is blatantly being disrespectful me and brie walked in there she was doing her vlogmas these two ladies see us walk in they see us with a camera some people get really uncomfortable about a camera we weren't recording them we were just looking at some plates whatever right in the front of the door it was like just as soon as we walked in and you know i see the lady i visually watch her look at me look at the girl and she's talking shit because we're not that far away and she has an attitude so she sends the one girl over to me to see if i needed any help and of course i'm nice and I'm like, oh, no, we're good. Thank you so much. And she's like, okay, let me know if you need anything, whatever. So she leaves. As she's walking back, I look at the girl who had the problem to begin with. And she verbally says to her, like, they don't want any help. And has this just, like, shit face to her. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to do this. You're a worker here. Why do you have an attitude? It was just weird. Anyway, I let it go. 
until that lady walked up to Brie and was like, is there anything I can help you with? Just going out of her way to be miserable. And I hear it because I'm just like a few feet away from Brie, but I'm like a very aware person of my surroundings. So I hear this interaction. I hear Brie like, oh, I'm good. Thank you. And as I hear it, I turn around and she gives Brie, because Brie had already turned around at that point, she gives Brie the nastiest face and then gives that face back to the coworker. And I just, <laughs> everything in me, I just boiled up because I was like, what is your fucking problem? <laughs> and I go up to Brie and I think I actually let it go until you walked up to me because I was like really having to calm myself down about the situation because you're a worker here and you're being so rude to us. We just walked in and we're not doing anything wrong. Which also, I remember when I worked at Pink and Sephora, like recording things was kind of taboo. Like you mm-hmm. actually weren't allowed to do it. Right. If that's the case, then you could say kindly something. say, I'm sorry, we don't allow or not. You don't have to say, I'm sorry. Like our policy is that you can't record. We right. Please put that away. Right. I and would understand and I would stop. And that's all that the conversation needed to be was if just like, was the issue. if that was the issue, just firm, direct, like, hey, there's no need for dirty faces, multiple walk-ups just to be rude and make a dirty face. Mm-hmm. It was just so uncomfortable. But in that moment, I wanted to be like, is there something wrong? Did I do something wrong that you need to be mocking me and my friend to your coworker? Yeah. Yeah, like call it out. I wanted to call it out, and I should have. Mm-hmm. I, but in that moment, I was heated. So like, I didn't want the call out to be disrespectful. Yeah. But I knew it was going to be disrespectful, so I just walked away from the situation. Now, when we were walking out, and I was already calmed about the situation, if something were to have it arise, I would have said something. Be like, you know what? When we walked in, you were very disrespectful. Um, you know, or I would have talked to a manager about it. Whatever the situation was. Well, and she almost looked like a manager. She did, which, which is also what was kind of annoying about the situation. Why are you acting like that if you were the manager? For sure. So weird. And when, after we checked out, I was putting my camera away. And then I was like, I want to be a little spiteful. So I took my camera back out and just recorded us leaving yeah. because I knew we were going to walk past her. Mm-hmm. And we did mm-hmm. just to see if she would say anything. And I know that's kind of like, man, it's just spiteful. But Whatever. I did it on purpose. And <laughs> she didn't say anything. Which again, if it was an issue, like. Just say something. I yeah. have no problem with following a policy. Right. But just but to that, watch you like make dirty faces at us, that was so unnecessary and just childish. I'm like, what is going on here? Well, and that tells me it wasn't a policy. She just had an issue she with us had, recording. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Which is funny. I've, of course, vlogging in, in public is very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it's scary. I feel like everyone's staring. But I, I realize if someone's going to recognize it they're just going to move on they're gonna be like oh she's recording yeah moving on thank you i've only had one other time where someone has made it weird and it was um a couple years ago i was attempting vlogmas and i was at chick-fil-a and i was filming with Jalen, and some guy some older guy was just like oh are you recording and just like kept talking about the fact that we were recording i was like okay i want to (laughs) die i'm like i'm actually gonna go home thank you yeah but that's only the only other time that i've ever had anybody like make it weird yeah but even that he wasn't being mean to you he was just acknowledging acknowledging like, mm, yeah. please don't acknowledge this no this i know weird as it is. this needs to be invisible yes it's all pretend it's like, not here i already had to work up the courage to be here to do this <laughs> like please stop oh my gosh so i'm getting um basically like a school lesson today on the yes. podcast and i'm here for it i'm you, excited i want to learn all about it you want to learn why i'm the way you are i'm the way that i am <laughs> which I will tell you. I would love that. Um, Amanda's going to teach me how to set boundaries today. 
and very a few simple steps. I can't wait. Just do it. I feel like we talked about this on, was it the New Year's episode? Yes, where I talked about just like setting boundaries, people pleasing. It's something that I've been working on. But especially because I feel like I didn't realize it was something that I did until recently. Mm-hmm. I think what when I was uncovering like all the research behind all this yesterday when I was looking up like, okay, where does it come from and why and all this, which from going to therapy, I have learned that. But just even more so yesterday, it was very specific. Um, but I feel like this is the underlying reason why the last two years I've been going through such a shift. Which I feel like maybe that's why I got emotional yesterday when I was like reading it. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, this makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, I guess before we even get into that, because I feel like we also want to talk about like how to stick up for yourself, which Mm -hmm. kind of goes hand in hand with like setting boundaries. So like for you in that situation at Crate and Barrel. Yeah. I guess like sticking up for yourself could come up in that situation. Yeah. For you, like if you did decide to say something, what would you have said? And then also, why didn't you say something? So I think in that moment, and this is something that because me being reactive, like in the past, I just have to think, is it really worth it? Yeah. Her being miserable, her being miserable about her day really wasn't affecting me whatsoever. Yeah. I thought it was disrespectful that she made some dirty faces and that triggered me a little bit because again, you're supposed to be professional in your work setting and like, I'm supposed to be here shopping and having a good time and you're being a bitch. Like it's weird. Um, so right off the bat, I had to just think like, am I really being affected by this? Or was I just in the moment I thought she was being, a, you know, shitty and whatever. And so once I decided that it really wasn't worth it and I didn't care, then I can let things like that go. And it's not going to be something that ruins my day or that I felt the need that I needed to really stick up for myself because really did she do anything to harm me in in a way other than her just being snotty not really yeah and so since it wasn't really affecting me personally i didn't feel a need to stick up for myself because it, it just it was nothing mm-hmm. she was miserable i've realized that so i can kind of walk away now if it were to have gone into like a harassing thing or a bullying where now you're actually like affecting me and i'm thinking about the ways that you're affecting me then that would have been a different situation and I would have approached her in that sense. And it would have just been simply, when it comes to situations like that, I just try my hardest to take my emotions out of it. And again, that's why I walked away to begin with because I didn't want that interaction to be emotional. Right, and get heated. Because I feel like when you have an emotional conversation when you're upset, I feel like you end up saying things that you don't mean. And then the conversation gets away from you. Where if you keep it very factual, a lot more productivity happens. Exactly. And so after walking away and no longer being emotional about the situation... If I had felt the need, like while we were walking out, if she were to have done something again or like something that was just unprofessional, then I would have walked off to the side and kindly just been like, is there anything that, you know, I did to you to warrant this type of behavior by us just walking in and shopping? Because I feel like as a worker here, very unprofessional with X, Y, Z, right? you know, how... I would have gone about saying whatever I felt, I, you know. Excuse me, is there an issue? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, can I talk to you? Can I help you? Can I help you? And if she was the manager, you know, maybe try to have a little bit of a conversation. If she wasn't, maybe I would have asked for a manager, but it's just been like, you know, I would have been very calm, cool, collected about the situation. It just would have been stated the matter of fact, like, hey, 
you know, going forward, if I come here and this does make you uncomfortable, please let me know. But I just want you to know that you made me uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it for sure. Yeah, because she did. It was very I was uncomfortable going forward. Exactly. I felt like I was doing something wrong. Right. And we weren't. We were just shopping and yeah, literally doing nothing wrong. Yeah, for sure. And so that's a way that I would have approached that situation. I feel like I have gotten a lot better at sticking up for myself. Um, It has cost me friendships, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I've learned through this process of setting boundaries, sticking up for myself and um, working through like the people pleasing aspect that is part of it. And from, from my research that I did yesterday that um, it said that that will happen, which makes sense because if you're in friendships with people where they expect what you've shown them for mm-hmm. years to be the norm mm-hmm. and you change that and you start setting boundaries a good friend or you would just think that someone would then respect that and be like right. oh okay you know that makes sense right but on the other hand some people are uncomfortable with that and they don't like the change no and it makes they it just makes them uncomfortable for sure okay so i just googled first and foremost what is people pleasing okay which I feel like this is probably going to be more common. Um, which I think, too, it it comes across as being like a good thing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like part of me ended up developing a lot of these traits and aspects about myself because I always thought it was good, which it can be. Yes. But so I just straight up Googled what is people pleasing? And it came up and said a people pleaser is a person who puts others needs ahead of their own. Again, sounds nice, right? Mm -hmm. This type of person is highly attuned to others and often seen as agreeable, helpful and kind. But people pleasers can also have trouble advocating for themselves, which can lead to a harmful pattern of self-sacrifice or self-neglect. What I've learned is for me personally, it's a coping mechanism that I developed as a kid Mm -hmm. to just cope with life. Mm -hmm. I lived in a very chaotic household. Um, When I did the research yesterday, it says it can come from like having an emotionally unavailable parent, from having... um, Well, here, let me click on this link. It says either having a violent parent, caregiver, or partner, having an emotionally unavailable parent, being in a relationship with a narcissistic parent or partner, growing up in a family that avoided conflict or had a lot of conflicts, growing up with a parent or a family member who struggled with persistent physical and or mental issues. And then also experiencing and or being a part of a group of people who experiences racism, discrimination, exclusion, or microaggressions, which all but the last one yeah, I experienced as a kid, mm-hmm. um, which also I want to say that, did, did you see that Megan Fox interview on the Drew Barrymore show? I saw parts of it. I didn't see the whole thing. I I kept thinking about her when I was like, trying to describe this and like write down notes but she's so well spoken she and really is. the way that she just describes what she goes through now and she has like so much respect for her parents mm-hmm. I just like how she was able to address like issues from her past like from childhood but also it's like well that's just how it was perceived as a child and there's nothing wrong with that right and it's not about like trashing your parents right but it's just things happened for sure And this is how we're dealing with them now. Okay, so I'm going to paraphrase and then actually read this. It comes from goodtherapy.org. So from this website, it says, we're wired to automatically protect ourselves in different ways. Um, 
pleasing or they also call it fawning, which I had never heard that before, but it's one of the four trauma responses of fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, wait. I feel like I've heard that before. The fawn? Yeah. Oh, this is my first time. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Um, which I always just thought that fawn would be similar to freeze, but that makes sense because then you want to like, right. they should they should say fight, flight, freeze, and fix because I True. feel like that's kind of what it ends up being. Yeah. So growing up with a parent who is emotionally unavailable due to their own physical and or mental health struggles may leave you feeling like no one is there for you when you need support too. Over time, you learned it was more important to not rock the boat or put your needs aside and to help your parent or family in any way that you could. I relate to that. I was just going to say that. Yes. Like class. Like when I read that, I was like, that's me. That could have said, said Brianna over time. You learned. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, chances are you may have gotten praised in school or your family for being the good, strong, talented, or smart one. And no one, probably not even you, had any idea you needed more from them. You may not have even known you were giving up your own needs, dreams, or beliefs because it happened so gradually. Then you enter the workforce and or a relationship as an adult, and you are both praised for being such a hard worker and assigned more work when others don't do their part. That I also noticed. That is you. I yeah. Know. And, wow. and like even working at like Pink and mm-hmm. Sephora, that mm-hmm. happened a lot. Um, you take on more and more, absorbing what others don't, both in terms of tasks and feeling responsible for others. And eventually you find yourself burned out, resentful, and unhappy. This is where I was like, oh my God, this is literally a letter to me. Um, That's when you start craving something different and recognizing that you have and recognizing that you have been ignoring what you need and what you want. You may even start to speak up, but are met with others reactions, anger and guilt. Often you find you need a different kind of support than what you have available to you. (sighs) yeah (laughs) um this is where working with a counselor therapist or trauma-informed coach can help it can give you a safe place to process feelings that arise um, and discern what is working and not working for you Um, you may decide to liberate yourself from roles you've had in your family or relationship for most of your life and you may be met with loss and or conflict Uh, so asking for support can help you keep connecting with yourself and what you need and what you want. The more you connect with yourself and what's best for you, the more choices you can find. Then pleasing becomes less of your go-to and more of a choice. One of the possible responses among many. Wow. That's my personality. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Everything that me and you have, you know, talked about just getting to know each other throughout the years and just me watching what you've done or gone through mm-hmm. it really was that that article was meant for you yeah and I feel like so I was talking with my brother recently because I was like oh I started going to therapy and so I'm you know unpacking right <laughs> childhood super fun <laughs> and he told me he was like oh one because a lot of stuff I had blocked out like mm-hmm. I don't remember so many things or I remember it in a way that's very sugar-coated because a lot of stuff that happened that was very traumatic when I was a kid was before I was like seven years old. It was mm-hmm. when I was younger, younger. And my sister, who's three years older than me, she has a very different experience. And so I was explaining it to my therapist and she said, well, that's because when you're about between eight and 10 years old, your brain 
starts to develop more. And so when you're younger than that, you actually don't have a place for that information in your brain. So it kind of, she described it as like, you take that information, you just kind of place it over here. Mm -hmm. And so the things that we went through, the way that I see them was it like in the way that I see them now still is very matter of fact. I'm very unemotional about it because for me, it was just factual information and I had nowhere to store those feelings Okay, or I didn't even have the feelings where like my siblings on the other hand had like a very different uh, experience. So I was talking with my brother about this and he was like, oh, well, like you as a kid, you just you would light up the room like there would be tension in the space and you would walk in and you would just make everything better. And so I'm like, "Okay, you know, I'm going to tell my therapist that. Yeah, that's a trauma response. Yeah. Like that's I was able to depending on how someone's footsteps were upstairs, how somebody would shut a door, how somebody would put a plate down on the counter. I would be able to then be like, "Ooh, this things are tense right now. Things mm-hmm. are there's going to be an issue. Let me just I know that I can change my behavior to make sure that the tension isn't there anymore. I can lighten up the room. I can make this person happy because I don't want there to be a fight. I don't want right. there to be conflict. So that has absolutely (laughs) carried with me. It's carried with me in friendships where friends have relied on me for things Mm -hmm. that I would. I mean, we talked about this in the New Year episode, but just um, where I'm like more comfortable just like letting someone walk all over me. For sure. If it meant that like they were happy. Yeah. And so that's something that I have addressed now that I know that I do this and I'm like, wait, this is actually like not like this is why you feel so depleted. Yeah. <laughs> like this is why. Like it said at the end, it was like you you finally get to a point where like you're craving something different and mm-hmm. you realize like you're like losing yourself. And that's how I felt the last two years. Something happened end of 2021. It's been like two years exactly that I am like, I don't know who I am. And so the last couple of years, I've just tried to like figure that out. But in doing that, because I thought it was like, okay, well, I need to, again, I go very factual. Mm -hmm. And what I needed to do was realize, oh, wait, this is actually the problem. And so I have actually been, um, I think the, the first step for me was just realizing that I do this and that it's not good because I'm not putting myself first. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really, I think comes from also like, a lack of self-confidence maybe a little bit yeah um because if i trust myself and if i put myself first and i'm confident in myself then i wouldn't be doing exactly this. um but like it said like it is uh, if you bring these things up in different uh relationships in your life where you have been walked all over and that person doesn't like it it will be met with conflict and that's exactly what happened like yep where I lost like one of my best friends because I put boundaries in place and Mm -hmm. like they weren't okay with that. I Mm -hmm. was then called a bad friend and so on and so forth. When the feelings were just matter of fact of, yes, this is how I'm feeling. Like I'm no longer going to go honest with you. Yeah. I'm not going to go above and beyond and then some to be left, to be met with half-ass friendship. Right. So, um, and I was, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to go into all this, but like, I wasn't even the one that ended the friendship. They ended it. Right. Because yeah. they weren't okay with me having a boundary. Right. And when I mentioned like, I'm doing this 
because like I'm no longer going to um sacrifice m- my health and my well-being it was like laughed at as if I don't have health and I don't have well-being right so um yeah it's so it it's been difficult to set these boundaries in place but then like it so it will show up for me in every aspect and so we talked about this with like the target situation yep. that's just such a small little day-to-day thing <laughs> yeah that it's just so ingrained in you at that point. You're not even noticing that you're doing it anymore because yeah. it's just your routine mm-hmm. where I've noticed it because it's, I'm the opposite. And I'm like, wait, I'm going to correct you while you're doing it. Yeah. You're like, like did you no, want to do this? We're oh. going to do that. Yeah. So for sure. Use your words here. We're going to, you're okay. For sure. Safe space here. And I've even, I've opened up and talked with Ruben about this. Obviously, like it's inevitable. I'm <laughs> was going through therapy and like explaining to him what I'm unpacking and I explained to him too how like even just like and I wonder if I also like observed my mom growing up too like she was very caretaker very mom would Mm -hmm. she to this day does everything for everyone without like without a thought just let me just do that and so I always observed that as like that can be a good thing and it's it's perceived as a good thing but when it's too when say, you're like, losing yourself in the process. Yeah. And you're not really realizing that. Yeah. And so I even brought it up to Ruben. I'm like, if there's something that like needs to be done in the house, I just, I don't, I don't want to ask you. Like, I feel like I don't want to be a burden to you. Mm-hmm. So I just do it. And then eventually I'm like, I get mad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not fair then, you know, yeah. because I'm just like doing it just to do it. Right. And because I don't want, to, to upset somebody. Yeah. And it's like, well, that wouldn't or upset inconvenient. him. Inconvenience. Inconvenience. That's a better word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be an inconvenience mm-hmm. to like show that I need something. Right. And so that's something I've learned too is like, it's okay to ask for help. And also like something doesn't need to get done right now just because I'm observing it right now. Correct. Being okay with being like, hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> can you help with this or can you do that? And then allowing them, allowing him to do that. Right. And so I've gotten a lot better at that. And I think that just shows too like our relationship of, of being able to like express what I'm needing mm-hmm. and hearing what he needs too where like with my friendship i express what i'm needing Mm -hmm. and it was met with a horrible like getting berated yeah yeah (laughs) um so yeah i mean i guess that was kind of that's i ran through that really quickly no i thought (laughs) let me just read this really fast no that was really good yeah no i think you did really well thank you so much i think you did really Um, well so then another at do you have any questions by the i feel like i'm talking this whole time no i love that because I feel like this is a very, I think this is like a subject that people really need to understand more because I feel like a lot of people are in your situation. Um, and it's nice to hear that you can overcome it because you have been, you have been fighting the last two years to change. And I would say even in those situations that you are at where you were met with an opposite reaction, you have not resorted back to your people pleasing ways of just being like okay you know what this was a stupid fight i'll just i'll just absorb it all again even though i was being honest with how i feel and just wanting to be up front and even the other day i was listening to an audiobook and i was like oh this person that 
didn't want to be my friend anymore Mm -hmm. I almost sent it to her and I was like oh I think she would love this and Mm -hmm. I had to stop myself and be like no like this person isn't good for you this person wasn't yeah they couldn't respect what you had to say Mm -hmm. that's the thing too is like when it comes to boundaries you you know when someone has done their inner work if they would have met you back with the same energy of just like yeah, let's figure this out. What what am I doing? What are you doing? Let's hear each other out. Things like that. But when you're met with such a wall. And very reactive, very emotional, very immature. It's like, wait a minute. This is not who I'm wanting. This is not what I'm trying to attract. No, and then there's... How can you move past that if there's that wall there? When and you're disrespect. Do- exactly. You're doing all the work. You're doing all the healing. You don't deserve to absorb their kind of immaturity like I never would have acted like that like I think maybe the last time I would have sent messages like that was like high school Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like I'm a 32 year old woman yeah I'm not I would never talk to anybody that way right so yeah I mean everything happens for a reason it it does like it's a good thing it happened because it's like Mm -hmm. oh I didn't realize this was there I, and we've talked about this in another episode of just like wanting to surround yourself with people who are self-aware of their own actions as well and just really taking emotion out of an issue. And I feel like a lot of people have that that problem. Yeah. And that's where the boundaries can be either met with harmony or with a wall because a lot of people can't take emotion out of things. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to look at it as a fight. Yeah. And it's a conflict instead of just like, this is just an issue I wanted to bring up and have a conversation about. Let's figure this out. And if we can figure it out together and move on, then then do that. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of where that boundary. And I think people forget that a boundary is just a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't want to say like a warning, but just like, hey, these are how I'm feeling. And going forward, like if this is what you're going to continue to be like, then I just don't want to be around that. Right. But if we can work through it and this is just a mishap every once in a while, then Mm -hmm. then it is what it is. But a lot of people now take boundaries as just like you've said, that they can no longer walk all over you. And so they want nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. It's that change aspect that some people just are so stuck in their ways. They don't want to change. And so when other people do change for the better, They can't relate and they don't know how to react to it. And they see it as like you being mean to them. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm no longer going to bend over backwards, Mm -hmm. change my schedule for you, do X, Y, Z, hold your hand through X, Y, Z. Now I'm, I'm bad because I've set that boundary and I said, I'm no longer doing these things. Side (laughs) note. Especially when those things weren't reciprocated. Yeah. Side note, because you just said, you say what you mean. I was just in the car the other day listening to a drake song and in his lyric i'm gonna butcher it but this is basically what he said was just they try to label me as mean because i say what i mean oh and i was like i love that and that coming from me with my boundaries that is why i feel like i've been able to hone in and really stick to the boundaries because i say what i mean just because you want to label that as a mean or heartless or cold whatever that you have to do to make yourself feel better about my boundary then do what you have to do but i'm just saying what i mean and i'm just sticking to it and that's it Mm -hmm. there's no emotions to it this is what i will and will not allow Mm -hmm. are you okay with it if you're not that has nothing to do with me and i'm not mean for setting that yeah so for sure 
I think too that I've gotten a lot better at that too, Mm -hmm. which I don't think I ever, it's because I never tried to set a boundary, (laughs) but I was like, I don't think I've ever gotten like super emotional and like said things I didn't mean, Yeah, but it's because I never spoke up in general. I was just going to say that I've never seen you, well then, were to stick up for yourself. Like you just absorb their words, Mm -hmm. their hurt, their anger, because you didn't want to see them that way. So you just took it in yourself yeah i'm like oh you're you're upset about something or you're acting a certain way i'll just change myself then yep i'll just change my behavior to make you calm down Mm -hmm. um so one of the things i looked up was about people pleasing being manipulative because it can be Mm -hmm. um and this actually i'm glad i researched this because it made me feel a lot better because i've known that it can be manipulative and i'm like okay this is like a toxic trait not only for myself but like am i being a toxic individual i can be and i'll explain why yeah i'm really interested in hearing the opposite you know spectrum of it yeah because i feel like the way that it shows up for me isn't okay but i'll also like you can be brutally honest with me because like i don't want to be that way yeah yeah um okay so it says People pleasing can also be manipulative because we have a specific outcome in mind, which is to please people. Our goal with these behaviors is to make sure we are seen as good by others. For certain, we want to be helpful, but the being helpful part of people pleasing is not as important as the perception that we're being helpful. Okay. So I have done that before. Okay. (laughs) So like, okay, for an example, if there was something where like I just like really didn't want to go and do something, mm-hmm. got invited somewhere, didn't want to go, but it's like ugh, I have like nothing else going on. I should be going and I really don't want to. I don't want them to think that I'm a bad friend, so I'm going to go. I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I got invited to something that I didn't want to go to and I'd gone every time I've been invited to before. Mm-hmm. And I had nothing else going on that day, but just in my heart, it was like, I didn't want to go. And so I didn't. And this was the first time that I'd ever like followed through with not wanting to go. And not caring about how you were being perceived in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was met with conflict. Um, but I would say most times that's not the case. Like most times it, if I don't want to do something, I guess my issue is that most times it's not that I don't want to do something Mm -hmm. it's that I do I'm just I don't have time for it and so I end up sacrificing me and what I'm already doing for the other person and it's not even that I'm doing it because I want them to like me or want them to or I want them to be happy it really is because oh I just really want to so let me just let me this this doesn't matter as much as as they do right you know um i genuinely feel that and i think that that's 99 percent of the time mm-hmm. so i don't even that is to me i think that is people pleasing yeah but i think more than anything it's like i just need to get better at um i don't know just putting myself first, I guess. Yeah. Um, because it is very rare. Well, and I think maybe it's very rare because I've been setting boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> that like now if someone wanted to do something or needed me for something rather and I just didn't want to do it or I didn't have time. I can't remember the last time that I just did it. Yeah. But I, I guess I used to. So I guess that it would be manipulative. Now in that text, um, it said... 
about you wanting to be to be perceived as whatever that it is helpful or whatever do you feel like that's another thing that contributed to any of your people pleasing the image because mm. I feel like a lot of times people suffer with the image part because they're like well if I don't do this what are they going to think of me yeah how are they going to see me yeah and on the opposite end of somebody who can you know stick with their boundaries I don't have an issue of what people see me because I am who I am and you're going to see me whichever way that you want yeah and so that's what I think I have. I can't think of anything specifically, but I what I can think of is when that thing I was invited to and I realized, oh, this is this would be an instance and a tendency where I would just go mm-hmm. because it's easier for me to just go and make that person happy than yeah. for me to make myself happy. Right. Like I would rather just sacrifice my day, go do this just because I want to be a good friend. Yeah. A quote unquote good friend. Right. Yeah. Norm- normally I would have just went anyway. And uh, sometimes I wonder like this is where the people pleasing is still stuck in my head because sometimes yeah. I'm like, man, if I would have just went like this wouldn't maybe for sure we would still be friends. Yeah. But <laughs> at the same time, you can't think of that because everything really does happen for a reason. I've been in instances where I do the same thing. I think of if I didn't remove myself from the people, place, or thing that was hurting me mm-hmm. at the time, would I be somewhere else? I'm sure I probably would be, but I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel good about it because it wasn't neither one of us, when we set these boundaries, are being malicious. We're doing things to make us feel good too. Mm-hmm. And if those people, places, or things are not making us feel good, why do we have to keep sacrificing who we are? Yeah. For that, you should just respect, like, you know what? I'm, I can't today. Right. And, and then, you know, I don't mean to like put normal, but like a normal response that would be met back would be like, hey, I totally get it. No, seriously. Because I would do that for you if you were like, yeah. you know what? I can't. Like, understandable. When I invited you to my 30th birthday party, mind us, she's not a drinker. You're not a drinker. You're not a partier. I went to NOLA. I went to New Orleans like during Mardi Gras, which is the biggest drink party situation. Um, and I still extended the invitation out because I wanted you to feel invited and welcomed, even though I knew that it wasn't your scene. And so yeah. me inviting you. I did not expect you to want to come. I didn't want you to come if you didn't want to. Right. And I would have never expected to be like, well, you know, if you were a good friend, you would show up for me. (laughs) Right. No, I was going to let you do whatever you wanted to do with the information that was given. Yeah. And you chose to come and you made it, you made it a way that you felt comfortable Mm -hmm. and got to enjoy yourself. And I, I loved that. Yeah. But even if you didn't want to go, I wouldn't have been like, I would have been like, listen, I get it. It's not your scene. Right. But I, you get it. But hey, like, I feel like now, like when you bring that up, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm kind of proud of myself for making it the way that I did. You did. You know, like, I didn't feel like you coming, you were put out of your character of what like you want. Yeah. Like I, I kind of made it my own. You did. In a way. You joined where you felt comfortable mm-hmm. and you left when you didn't want to exactly exactly and I loved that you know whether you wanted to come or not well I'm glad so I have thought about that since and I'm like (laughs) are we surprised no I'm not because I was like I wonder if I came across as like not fun (laughs) but I don't care about the image 
that it comes across because I know you. Yeah, that's true. You know, whether I mean, I did. Have I felt a like I was a little self-conscious with your friends because I was like, would your friends think that like, why didn't she stay or why didn't she stay in okay. the house? Well, they did. They did bring that up. I, yeah. I had like a group of 20 people come. So it was a really, really big yeah. thing. Um, but a couple times it was just like, oh, where did Brie go? Or is Brie coming or blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, oh, that's not really her thing. She's going to meet us up later and she's going to do yeah. X, Y, Z with, um, you know, Tiffany. Yeah. She brought Tiffany. And they're like, oh, okay. Like nobody felt Yeah, no like, one's like weird about it. <laughs> they yeah. were like, yeah, understandable. Normal. <laughs> normal. Yeah. That's what I mean about oh, good. I'm normal. I'm glad. <laughs> So, and I was like, hey, I, when somebody was like, oh, I, oh, okay. I'm like, listen, I'm just glad she fucking even wanted to come. <laughs> I was like, I, not a single ounce of me expected you to do absolutely anything with what was given the information, yeah. but you wanted to come and I was thankful if you wanted to, or thankful if you didn't want to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I wasn't going to be emotional about a situation, yeah. especially knowing you. So again, yeah. going back to the conversation, about me saying what a normal response would be if you were like, hey, sorry, I can't make it, whatever, a normal response back would just be like, I get it. Yeah. Let's catch up, you know, next week. Yeah. Or the next time you have something available. I would have put us in a situation that you felt comfortable. One of the other things that I found when I was like researching it is that a lot of people pleasers say I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I feel like I don't do. And I'm proud of myself for this. Do you no, feel like I, I say I'm sorry a lot? No, I don't think so. Not like an un, like I say it when I mean it. If I mean like, yeah. No, I've never felt that you were like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I would have been like, shut up. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah. In a nice way. I'd have been like, what are you doing? Stop. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Please stop. So I noticed uh, when that came up, I was like, oh, I'm yeah. glad that I didn't No, do I don't that. ever notice you being um, an over-apologizer for anything. Good. I'm glad. You have like the right amount of apology. Like, oh, sorry, I'm running late. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No worries. So I wrote down some examples of, I'm glad I did this because right, of course, now I'm blinking, but I wrote down examples in different areas of life where people pleasing will show up for me. Okay. Um, text messages and DMs. Mm. I find the need to reply ASAP, like right away. I have all notifications turned off on my phone, um, except for text messages. But like, especially on Instagram, if I see that there is a number at the top, like I have, I have to reply to it. Yeah. Partly, I think that's a little OCD. I think I have for a little sure. OCD-ish. I'll have to <laughs> talk to that with my counselor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like we all do a little bit in some capacity because same, like I can't have that bubble. I don't want I, the bubble. I wish that I could turn that off, but you can't. I've seen people like post their screenshots of their text messages, like 506 unread. I'm like, what's even the point of that? No. Yeah. That's how my emails are right now. I've got like 2000 unread emails yeah. and I just need to like, it gives me anxiety. I need to go through and just clean it out because that's why I go yeah. through mine multiple times a day. But even, even emails, like if I yeah. get an email now, so this is something I can share of how I've fixed or helped to work through this. Cause if you're like me and have these issues, mm -hmm. this can help. If I can't, if I know I cannot reply to this right now, like an email, for mm -hmm. instance, or I know it's going to, even if I read the email and I tell myself I'm going to reply to it later, mm -hmm. if I know it's going to bother me, mm -hmm. then I know that like, say, say a brand needs something from me and I know I can't get to that till later. And if I read it right now, I'm going to be thinking about it all day. I won't open my emails. I just won't do it. <laughs> I just won't open my emails. And that's yeah. been helping me. Nice. <laughs> 
You're like, I'm just neglecting everything now. <laughs> Literally. I will. Well, and is it neglecting or is it I'm focusing on it when I can? What if, <laughs> I'm just going to give you an example. What if you were to go through your emails, read it, unread it, or mark it unread, and it still? No, because it's in my brain. But maybe that's like a something I want you to try. No, no. <laughs> This is bad because I've done. This is like, how we're gonna overcome it. Because marking it won't matter. It's just still in the back of your head. No, it's because I've read it and they need some. Yeah. It's because I know I'm needed and I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. throughout the day I'm doing other things that maybe I'm meeting my own needs, but their needs aren't met. I get it because their needs aren't I met right away. I'm like panicking and like I would rather just cancel my plans for the day so yeah. that I can do this when they don't necessarily need it right now. Yeah, they maybe need it in two days. Yeah. So to fix that, I just don't read them until I'm able for sure to. Okay, don't, well there, then don't you, try to derail me. I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> like, I'm just trying, trying to, to work, <laughs> just trying to work through these issues, <laughs> one step at a time. One little, what are they called? Like if a therapist is like, okay, I need you to work on this, like a task. A like task. that was just like a task I was gonna put you through, and you're already like, no, no I'm not doing it. No, over it. See, boundary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I put up the target thing. Um, we already talked about that. Um, let's see here. Relationships in general. Like I said, oh, even just like grabbing water. So if I sit down to eat with Ruben, I don't even, and I don't actually think that this is a bad thing, but I won't even ask him. I just grab his water and fill it up. If he's done, if he's done, like I just go and I get it. I don't think that's a people pleasing thing. I think you're just kind and courteous. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you I for wouldn't say that. that's a people pleaser. That okay. you just genuinely love him. Yeah, and, and it's not. Like, and it's not because I want him to think I'm a good wife. No. It's like no, I just want you to make sure you have water. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think. I think that is actually okay. Just, I just list all these good things about my. <laughs> I'm like I actually have really good style. <laughs> like not related at all. <sighs> um, but oh, I put down. I think that this is why I love having people over. Because I love to serve others. Like, I love hosting. Yeah. Like, I love, like, just, can I get you this? Can I do this? Yeah. I, I love doing that. Yeah. And it really is not because I want you guys to look at how nice I am. No, it's I wouldn't just, call I enjoy that, doing that. Yeah, I don't call that a people-pleasing activity either. I think you just genuinely want to do things for people that you care about. Because, like, yeah. if you were, well, it well, would be a people it would be a people pleaser issue if you were doing it for a room full of people you didn't fucking want to do it for. Oh, then, that sounds like hell. <laughs> that to me sounds like a people pleaser. Well, cause like, like if me and the girls come over and you're just like hosting, that's just because you genuinely like us and want to do things for yeah. us. Cause like you had your Halloween dinner thing yeah. and you enjoyed it. I did it with that. the family. Right. I did enjoy it. It was stressful. <laughs> I like love doing it, but I'm also sabotaging myself at the same time because I'm like, if it doesn't go perfect, <laughs> this whole thing goes to shit. Then you are shit. Then and I that is shit. your worth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like that uh, TikTok I sent you. I forgot because we send a lot to each other. <laughs> the people pleasing one is she like walks into her house and she's like, it's a mess, but that's okay. And it does not determine my worth. <laughs> oh, no, I don't remember that one. <laughs> Maybe I skipped over it on accident. <gasps> no, you laughed did at I, it. I did. <laughs> we'll replay it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. We talked about the friendships thing and then business. The other thing I notice is that in business, a lot of times I've done extra work that isn't outlined in a contract solely because I don't want to appear as difficult. I feel like that also is like a woman thing. For sure. Is like, I don't want to come across as like bitchy or whatever. It's like, I want to go above and beyond so Mm -hmm. that I look um, and come across as just agreeable, easy. Easy to work with. Yeah. Which 
to an extent that's okay but for sure you're not trying to like make it a hassle to be with everybody but at the same time i'm not if something's not asked of me why am i going willingly above and beyond and not getting paid for that work exactly it's different if you're doing something out of the kindness of your heart where you're like hey you know what like this took me nothing to do this Mm -hmm. just throw it in there but like if you're actually putting in work and effort and you're just doing it because you're like i want to look you know yeah i want you to work with me again but then the next time that they work with you again they're just going to take advantage of you yeah Mm -hmm. and the company that didn't pay me for nine months like that was a good learning lesson because i didn't want to be annoying and so i did reach out a couple times but me now would just be like okay after x amount of time i would just contact my lawyer exactly (laughs) like "Mm, pay me exactly i wrote down this because i feel like this is also part of why setting boundaries has been difficult and i haven't noticed it or realized it but now when i look back i'm like oh that makes sense why you continued to like put others needs before yours because in the past when i have set boundaries it was punished like i was punished for it Mm -hmm. so for instance um a very big i always i'm always so vague because i don't maybe this is people pleasing too i don't want to make other people look bad for sure and i would never like name people's names Mm -hmm. but like people can figure out who i'm talking about if they're like close to to me right (laughs) but um yeah anyway something like very traumatic happened in my life around 19 years old Mm -hmm. and basically this there was a person in my life that like almost murdered somebody else in my life Mm -hmm. and so going forward i just i haven't talked to talked to that person ever since and i still don't want to be around that person Mm -hmm. and so for years um i that was like my first experience setting real boundaries of like i don't want to be around this person um and it was met with like I was punished for it. Like I was blamed for there being a problem in the first place. Mm-hmm. I was the one not letting go. Mm-hmm. I wasn't forgiving and forgetting. I wasn't moving on. I was I was causing. You were being the difficult one. Yes. And so for years, life was hell. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of like my issues come from too. Not even just from childhood, but from that whole just situation. That experience. Yeah. Um. I just put that in there as like a note of like when I have set boundaries in the pl- in the, pl- yeah. in the past, in the past, that was my experience. Um, but, and then, ag- but I'm very proud of you that even after all those years, that was one boundary that you were like, I don't care if it's causing turmoil in other people's lives, I'm sticking with it. Yeah, and I still, <laughs> still, still to this day have set and and now. Um, truth has been revealed. Right. And I was apologized to yeah. by people that made it difficult. So mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I didn't need that, but it does feel no. good just to have the it, validation. 100%. I was just going to say that. Um, I also put this note here because a lot of stuff did, it's, it's like a lot of family stuff, a lot of stuff that came from like childhood and even that situation when I was older, it was like family stuff. Mm-hmm. I put down like, I do have a lot of empathy for my parents because yeah. I don't blame them. Because I do genuinely think even when people do quote unquote bad things or um, I don't want to say neglect because it's not like they were like purposely neglecting, but you know, anything at all that can arise. Mm -hmm. I have empathy because I know, I know for a fact that they did the best that they could, especially from their upbringing. I know their upbringing, both of them was a million times worse than me. Yeah. And I know... Like we all, you, 
I know that they did the best that they could for from, sure. from their experience and I'm doing the best that I can from my experience. And even with that, it's crazy how things are generational. Like I've carried things in from my childhood that were passed down to me and my responsibility is what I'm doing right now and like trying to fix those things or change my behavior so that yeah. I don't carry it and pass it down to my kids. I will some things. Sure. Because it's inevitable and you can, mm-hmm. you're, nobody's perfect. But I think it's just like acknowledging that and also not holding that resentment yep. and not blaming either mm-hmm. because that's, that's only going to hurt yourself. Yep. Next category is what to change. Or what to do to change. I put SOS. (laughs) Help, help. But I did write down five things. I love that. But I feel like I'm going to let you talk because I feel like I have talked this whole time and you're the expert. Girl, I am no expert. On boundaries? (laughs) Well, I am. I am. You're like, oh, wait, yeah. (laughs) In life? Yeah. In life? (laughs) Well, what do you mean? (laughs) No, if there's one thing about boundaries that I want people to understand, no matter if you are having difficulties with setting them or even me a seasoned boundary holder. It's difficult no matter what. And I'd be lying if I said, even with me being as strong as I am on my boundaries, I have broke down a million and one times over them because having to remove yourself from people, places, and things is difficult because sometimes it's out of your It's out of your hands. It's not something that you want. And I feel like most of the boundaries in my life were placed there. Not not me wanting to do that, but me having to do that. And that's so, so hard. But what makes me stick with that is just having that confidence. And we talked a little bit about, um, I think for like a second, about insecurity kind of. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I was boundaryless, I had a lot of insecurities um, about myself. And so that really played a role in not sticking to it. Mm-hmm. I was open. And it, we, I think we talked about this in the New Year's pot um, or whichever one. Yeah, the New Year's The New one. Year's episode. Um, about just, you know, allowing everybody in or what was the word that we specifically access, used? Access. Having access to you. Having access. And that was it one of like the worst places in my life when I was full of insecurity and I wasn't confident and things like that. And so having to work on myself outside of that, building myself up with, gosh, no regard for anybody else. Like at one point I just had to throw away everybody's thoughts and opinions of me, find out who I truly am from within what I want, build that confidence, get rid of those insecurities. And then it was able to set boundaries and hold them in place no matter how much they hurt and you could be looked at as cold or withdrawn um difficult whatever that may be but my soul because i have taken the time to get to know her and what she wants my soul will reject me from any situation that is not meant for me and um even if i my heart or my brain doesn't want to hold withhold that you know boundary my soul is like no I don't care. And we're, we're going to leave. And it almost, it's like paralyzing that it's like, okay, there's nothing else that I can do about this situation, which I kind of wanted to bring up one example of what I mean about my soul. I was going through some things with a friend and it was always a situation where I, you know, if I didn't think it was a big deal because I didn't want it to be a big deal, or I knew like if I did make it a big deal that 
maybe the outcome wouldn't be that great. And so I was always somebody that would just kind of brush things aside. Maybe I'd bring up things here and there, but it was never been made a big deal. But because I would do that over time, maybe not necessarily resentment, but there would just be things brought up within myself and with the people around me um, where I just couldn't where I had to recognize that, okay, the, there's these things that are issues, like no matter how good the relationship was going. And actually, so after just like several instances of just like me being like, you know what, you're really pushing my boundaries here and I've been trying to let them go, whatever. It was actually during a time we were all out together, us, bunch of friends, and we were having just the best time, like laughing, drinking. I mean, just the entire day was full of just so much happiness, but because of just little situations that were kind of kept down deep and me trying to ignore them and not recognize them or really take a hold of them. In that moment of me being so incredibly happy and having a good time, my soul said, this is going to be your last. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, we're just no longer going to put up with things like this anymore. And I was like, I'm like having the best time of my life. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. And after that kind of shit hit the fan where I had to be like, okay, okay, so these are my, you know, these are issues. Let's talk about them. These are my boundaries. And again, I was met with, you know, conflict. Conflict. And they had an issue with what you were saying. And it was crazy that my soul had already been, my soul stuck up for me in that moment kind of thing. Because if it wasn't for my soul to be like, excuse me, we're not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. I would have just kept, I would have been like, okay, sure. Yeah. Let's forget about it. Which Let's I, forget that we even talked about it. Yeah. Let's move on. And I feel like you could almost say that that was like your intuition. Yeah. And I feel like you have 100% to. 100% my intuition. I just call it my soul. Yeah. I, soul <laughs> sounds way more like magical. I feel like a key part of this is knowing yourself and mm-hmm. being confident, which mm-hmm. we can get into. Yes. Because if you don't have that, if you're not connected to your soul, if you don't if you feel like you can't even access your intuition because that's how it's felt like I felt mm-hmm. like what intuition I feel mm-hmm. so like I don't know who I am yeah which has been so much fun just like being so close to you because I know that you have that mm-hmm. and so you're able then to make those hard decisions and it makes it I don't want to say it's easier to set a boundary but it makes it possible yeah possible that's the word because if you don't know yourself you don't know your soul you don't have that guide Mm -hmm. you feel lost and also if you don't have that self-confidence why would you set a boundary because you don't have you don't care and it's not that you don't care about yourself but like you don't have that self-confidence to make a boundary exactly going back to why it's so easy for me to set boundaries it's just because of knowing myself knowing what she wants what she's going to put up with what she's not going to put up with and unfortunately, nobody is safe from that. No matter how much I love you, family, friends, jobs, doesn't matter. Um, knowing yourself, it, it just, it becomes harder to put yourself in those situations where you're boundaryless. You just feel icky. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, something's not sitting oh, right. Oh, and when, it, when I feel icky, I feel icky. So um, just getting to know yourself and building up that confidence really will help you continue with that boundary um but again like i said earlier it does not make it any easier there are many times where i've had to cry or have cried had breakdowns over things that i just have no control over family family was 
the first person to show me boundaries mm-hmm. um, of being around people who just can't get their fucking lives together. And I just don't want to be a part of that. And so I've had to learn, kind of grown thick skin through that. And it's just really helped carry me throughout this time in my life. And it's reassuring just to hear you say, like, it's not easy. You still have to, like, cry through things. Mm -hmm. Because from the outside looking at you, you come across as, like, ain't no thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, even when you're speaking about, like, well, my soul, like, isn't going to let this happen. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it easy peasy lemon squeezy. No, it it's still difficult and it's still hard. Oh yeah. And you have to follow through because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to set boundaries. So Very. just even hearing that that's like that for you is reassuring because it's not like it's kind of like when I think about like fitness people, it's like, okay, the fittest person still wants to eat like a whole batch of cookies, but yeah. like you're gonna get sick. Right. You know, it's like a similar kind of thing. Yep. Um so one of the things with like getting to know yourself and like building confidence and all of that. I really do think that that it's that is at the core. Anytime I've felt the most like I'm connected with myself mm-hmm. has been when I'm doing these things which are following through with promises that you keep that you um have set for yourself yes. or made with yourself. So I've made so many different promises over the re- over the years and when I break those promises, it's like, well, <laughs> then when something arises, I don't have this trust with myself because it's like, well, I haven't followed through on all of these other things. Why would I trust myself in this instance? And so then I eventually would just, it would snowball into, well, I'm just going to get walked all over because I haven't set boundaries in places or so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, and a good way to, to start that, if you're like, okay, well, how do I build my confidence? How do I fulfill these promises? Start small. That's something that I started doing not started. I mean, I've been, you know, right. trying to uh, keep the promises I've made for myself. Yeah. But especially the last few months, I feel like I've, I don't know, I feel good. <laughs> um, but in July, I kind of had like a, a breakdown. <laughs> and um, it's good, though. Those are good because yeah. then you come out better than ever eventually. You know what? Even because you said like when you look at me from like the outside that I seem like I got like my shit together I will always be an advocate for breaking down you just have to yeah do it feel all the feels feel it I know it's uncomfortable nobody likes feeling them but feeling that and being uncomfortable in that way also helps to build the foundation yeah. it just does yeah so just do it. Yeah. Cry it. Let it out. Get it off your heart and your soul. Put it into the universe. Build that foundation. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what happened to me in July. Ruben came home and I was having like a full down breakdown. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so- at the end. I was like, I know you just came home to like poop. <laughs> and he had to- He's like, it's okay. <laughs> but if like ever since I've felt a lot more peace yeah because then I took like the next month to just I don't even know I don't even have a word for it honestly connect with my soul yeah (laughs) I started journaling and I started small with following through with promises that like I've always had this vision of myself and like I've connected with her a little bit more throughout the years but then I get disconnected you know life happens yeah we all do and so I knew I wanted to do walks I knew I wanted a workout routine and I wanted to journal and I've done that. I've kind of slacked on the journaling because it's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. 
but I've kept up with my walks and my routine and it really has helped. Like you said, it builds that foundation Mm -hmm. and I followed through with that. And because I've followed through with that since July, I'm able to now add in more because Mm -hmm. I'm confident that I can accomplish these things. Exactly. And by building that confidence, then it gives you the confidence to be able to set boundaries when you're met with a conflict or something where you're getting taken advantage of or correct, whatever. I did say, I know we just kind of went straight into confidence. The first step I have here on what to do to change is just to identify the behavior. I feel like that's kind of hard to realize. Yeah. And be honest with yourself. Right. I feel like some people just aren't very self-aware. No. (laughs) Be honest with yourself. Because if you can't be honest with yourself, then you're just... You'll never be able to fix anything. No, literally. any, Any issue, whatever that you may have with yourself... Even if it's an uncomfortable, honest truth, if you cannot be honest with yourself, there's, mm-hmm. I hate to say no hope, but like you're lying to yourself. And so like, how are you going to fix the real issues if you can't even be honest with yourself? How can you have trust with yourself and build your self-confidence if you can't even be honest right. with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put to learn to say no and not apologize for it. That's hard. Yeah. Um, I know I said I don't really struggle with saying like sorry all the time. Right. But when there is something where like say i don't want to do something all i want to do is just be like i'm so sorry like and then i also find myself if there's something i don't want to do and i say it i'll apologize and then and then try to come up with something that i can provide yeah like if i can't go somewhere like oh but let how about here like how about we do this instead and it still ends up being something where i'm like (laughs) somehow screwing myself in the situation yeah so being able to say no um not apologize for it not sacrifice yourself for it um the next one is put yourself first and explore what makes you happy prioritize yourself and your needs first you can't pour from your cup if your cup is empty correct and i think partially partially finding like the hobbies this year like trying new things Mm -hmm. has helped me um, just see what I like to do outside of work because there is a lot of my people-pleasing attached to work and obviously because it's literally based on what people like to watch (laughs) so I've I've had a lot of difficulty in um, detaching myself from that but also having a life outside of that because a lot of my life has been online and Mm -hmm. attached to work so separating that in a way yeah and then the last one was just get help (laughs) i love that get some help and you did yeah yeah when you started therapy um i i know we talked about you being like okay like i liked it but also like opened up a box that you just were like i want to close that box back (laughs) it takes a lot to be vulnerable and recognize the things that you don't like about yourself and wanting to change because you want to change for you and for just honestly bettering the relationships around you and I think I think you're doing an amazing job and I I had this um what did I message you the other day where I'm like you are just radiating confidence like and and I know it's easy to like put on a front to be like oh I'm I feel great to like you know if you like got yourself ready or whatever and you're like oh I'm confident and blah 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 you can you can easily put on the confident but like you have now done the work where you're confident without having to like say you're confident oh yay thank you and um i just feel like the work you're putting in just really shows is what i'm trying to say thank you that's what i was going for (laughs) 
what I was that's, hoping for. That's what I was working towards. <laughs> Thank you for saying because, that. Because I mean, there are and I mean, there are people who like struggle forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I don't see like I see you actually making real change. Good. Like, so that makes my heart happy. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. You're welcome. I'm trying really hard. You are. <laughs> and sometimes it's hard to like recognize that within yourself because like you just you're with yourself every day. Yeah. But, you know, even in just, like, basic little interactions of, like, maybe things that you're telling me about, like, on a day-to-day with, like, a work or friends or family. And I don't think you realize the confidence that you've been having. Yeah. I, I think th- it's just starting to come naturally yeah. out of you. Yeah. I think researching this yesterday made me realize how far I've come. Because yes. it was like, oh, yeah, I did that. And my first instinct was to be like, oh, yeah, that's me. And mm-hmm. then it was like but I don't do that anymore yeah. or I've worked hard. I've noticed that and addressed that and have tried to like make changes yeah. and have made changes. Yes. Well, I feel like I had a therapy session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's nice to just see from a different perspective too that like, I don't know, like I just don't go through those things. And so, but it helps me be aware because, well, I guess more or less that I just didn't realize that people really struggled with that. And like, if I being the strong person or personality that I have, like I would never want to take, or if I've ever taken advantage of you in any way because of being strong. Cause I feel like people pleasers, I don't really realize that they kind of back down a lot, especially like now that you're just telling me everything. <laughs> Not that I'm pouring my heart out. <laughs> I just hope that it's never come off in. Cause like sometimes I could have too strong of a personality because of all of that confidence that I've built up and just like knowing what I am and what I want and so I hope that um just to anybody in my life not even just like you but to any people pleaser in my life that um I'm not I just hope you know that when I see you do something out in the wild (laughs) in public that's very confident it's something that like I wouldn't do I hope you know that when I see it happen I watch like wow (laughs) like I'm not even being dramatic when I see you like just be a strong independent woman I'm like mom (laughs) like that's how I see it and I'm like taking notes okay good I just I I hope that it's like never overbearing and to like or or I've ever made you feel like you've had to people please me is what I'm saying or no and I think that especially with you I think I can be probably the most honest with because you get it and you're not going to judge me on on especially like this is probably where we are the most different for sure and you're not judging me on it you like want to understand yeah and you're not like okay just just get over it yeah like you actually like care and want to know and you're like oh interesting yeah because i just feel like again we've talked about this a little bit earlier is i can come off negative to somebody who hasn't done the inner work Mm -hmm. and so sometimes I feel like okay am I being too harsh or am I being this way or blah 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 I would never say that I'm a people pleaser but that's sometimes how it shows up for me where like I've had issues where people just like don't like me because they just don't like me because I am like confident and strong and independent and and assertive I'm very very assertive and so there's been times where people have made comments about that and then I'm like am I too much and then and then here I am like trying to people please yeah and well and the fact that you like what even that question alone should be a red flag or like a light bulb go off of like if you have to ask yourself if you're too much mm-hmm. you're not too much yeah that's their problem it's yeah. how they're perceiving you 
Yeah. So I think on the opposite spectrum of being so assertive and confident, I try to think, I don't know. I, Do you feel like you need to like tone yourself down? Um, in the past, yeah. yeah. In the past, definitely. I felt like not everybody's ready for that type of energy and positivity. And it can it can almost seem negative in a way not maybe not negative is the word I'm um but like there have been people who don't want to be around me because I'm too positive or too comfortable in my own skin yeah and I have to say that too is that um you're not someone who's like a toxic positive individual where you're like annoying because there are people out there that are like it's a beautiful rainy day and there's no such thing as seasonal depression. Like you're not like that at all. You just see the good in everything. Um, that's literally what I just said. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're not like annoyingly positive. Yeah. Cause if something's shitty, you're, you're going to say it as it is. That's the thing is like, we said these words before confident and assertive, but you're also not, um, you don't dwell in negativity. And I think that's more it than being so positive. Okay. It's you just aren't dwelling in negativity. And for people that do True. dwell in negativity, you not doing that makes them uncomfortable for because sure. they don't know how to be happy for somebody else that is happy for themselves. I so really that, like the way you put that. Thank you. I've had a lot of thought. Yeah. A lot of uh, observation. Yeah. And it makes them uncomfortable and they don't know how to handle that. And so I think most times they just don't end up liking you. For sure. I agree. And then in turn didn't like me when I set a boundary. (laughs) (laughs) But then and then on the opposite where I'm like, well, I because I'm so assertive and confident, I'm like, I don't actually care what you think of me. Good. You know, that's the goal. Yeah. And I feel um, I actually growing up in that like transformative stage in my life where I recognized what I was insecure about. I'm like, okay, what are things that like you don't like about yourself that you feel inferior to, or you feel like you're less than wrote those down, change those about me. Like if I can change it, change it. If you can't, you got to learn to deal with it. And in doing so, I've like built this superwoman of me that I'm like, there is not one thing. I'm sure we all have like our moments of caving, but now I could be in situations where I'm like, not a single part of me is going to be insecure of a thought that you think of me because I'm just so, I built the girl that I want to be, the woman yeah. that I am. And your thought, your opinion can never change that. If you think I'm mean, if you think I'm this, you think I'm that, keep thinking it. Have a good day. Like that, it's that being in that place is such a good place to be. Mm-hmm. But I, again, like I have been met back with pushback, of course. Yeah. And I've lost my fair share of family and friends and relationships and jobs and whatever you have you. But at the end of the day, you have only yourself. And if you're happy with her, Mm -hmm. that's all that matters. And I think that's what I'm working towards. Because like you said, keep thinking that, you know, if someone thinks something negatively about you, that's something that I wouldn't say I don't have, but Mm -hmm. I don't not have okay. to it's like I ass- you're middle you're I'm a in little the bit middle of both. yeah and I need to work harder 
and more towards just not caring what people think because yeah. it truly like when I think about it it's like it really doesn't matter no. so why it does not. why is that in my head um I find it mainly now with um work because in my life I have I've felt the love with you know my spouse my friends my family love me for me mm-hmm. I think I think maybe going through what this whole the last two years of being at my lowest Mm -hmm. has made me realize that even at my lowest everybody loves me (laughs) in my life you guys all still love me want to hang out with me and care about me so maybe that's part of it but I'm also getting to know myself more Mm -hmm. but it's still I got you know the internet's a weird freaking job so I'm working with that yeah um because it really shouldn't matter and especially like if if you were coming to me with this issue I would tell you just post whatever you love and yeah. who gives a fuck the people yeah. that want to follow you will follow you and yep. will like you even if or maybe not like you but because that doesn't matter right but they'll like what you're putting out because mm-hmm. if you're passionate about it it's going to be infectious that's literally what I tell anybody wait I saved something but I end up getting in my head because I think well I just want to make sure that they like it I want to whatever and I there's that quote that's like you're not for everyone you know not everything you do has to be for everyone not everybody mm-hmm. has to like everything because you're going to lose yourself in that process yes. and I did yes. I really did lose myself yes so I, I saw this actually earlier today it says the vibration of being who you are and doing what you love is magnetic you will align everything you need in your life with that energy stay close to anything that makes you glad you're alive and just going back to being truly who you are will align you with the people, places, and things that you're meant to be around. And that will continue to build your confidence. Definitely. I love mm-hmm. that. I think that's a good place to end there. Yeah. That was a really good quote. I loved it. I love that. And <laughs> you need to send that to me so I, I will. can save it. I will. Well, this was fun. <laughs> this was enlightening. I didn't cry. I, you didn't cry. <laughs> and I didn't cry. I, I wanted to like for a second, but I didn't. Um, just at the thought of how far you've come and I'm just really, Aww, really proud of you and just you. keep it up. And I'm we so just start glad. crying now. I know. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. Yeah. Thank so. you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs> Why do I make it stupid? <laughs> it's because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Gosh, I hate uh, feeling feelings. I know. Uh, but yeah, I feel like this might I feel like this is actually pretty relatable I think a lot of people at I some think a lot of people are going to relate to this yeah on the either a lot or a little bit in mm-hmm. some way um and hopefully exposing my inner demon <laughs> will be helpful. I think so I think uh, your vulnerability um will, is is and will be very appreciated good thank you you're welcome my goal is to just be as confident confident as you you're get you're there girl you're there it's there i want everybody to know your confidence is there you just have to bring her out okay she's there she's ready to freaking party rare <laughs> well maybe she won't party she'll just have but some coffee party. yeah yeah but she's <laughs> she's waiting for you Ooh. she's there Ooh. everybody has it you just got to bring her out we like her we do we in, really her do. in her skin in her skin she's in my skin she's in your skin <laughs> 